Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse on his way home from the park. And Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals' 8 nothing win over the Philadelphia Phillies. It improves to 38-24 and on the year. Not bad. Tanner Roark on the mound tonight, Dave. Uh, out after just three innings pitched last time out. Seven hits, five earned runs against the Cincinnati Reds in Great American Ballpark. His shortest start of the year, but he's facing the Phillies today. 1-0, 1-2-9 ERA, a 1-3-3, 2 line against the Phillies so far. 14 innings pitched this season. Uh, got a little trouble early. Uh, second and third with no outs. He got the seven, eight, and nine hitters with three straight Ks to get out of that jam. Runners on second and third, no outs in the second. He managed to avoid that as well. Uh, uh, those seven scoreless looked like he had his command back. Uh, he looked completely lost in that Philly start. Didn't really have anything on the mound that time, but. Uh, I guess the Phillies are a, a bomb for just about anything. Uh, looked really good out there on the mound today. Seemed to have it all going for him. And outside of a few jams that he worked his way out of, a pretty dominant start by Tanner Roark. Yeah, you mentioned this couple of jams, but other than that, uh, um, you know, was able to, to weasel out of that and then just shut him down. I mean, uh, six hits and a walk after seven, seven strikeouts. I mean, it's just that's what you want to do against, uh, the Phillies' collection of has-beens, never-wers, and maybes. Um, and if you look at their lineup that they trotted out there today, um, Odubel Herrera and, and, and Michael Franco, they're probably the only two guys in that batting order um, that ha- gives you any sort of, of pause on how to approach them. Otherwise, you just line up, throw, rear back and throw your best stuff and see if they can hit it. And, um, and today they couldn't. Um, you know, it, it's interesting that the Nats are able to lay um, such a pasting on a team when the Nats themselves started their B lineup. They sat three regulars today and still, um, you know, got the job done, especially from the bottom of the order. It was those guys that uh, that don't play a whole lot that did most of the damage to them. So, um, you know, Aaron Nola, a good young pitcher, didn't have a great day. Tanner Roark um, got his job done, and the Nats were able to paste a, a team that is sinking quickly. Um, and still, I think, is going to live up to my prediction of losing 90 games this year. Yes, I don't want to uh, continue to pick on Matt Williams a, a year after he's gone here. He lost his job after lost his job after uh, struggling to keep the Cubs out happy and struggling with some on-field decisions. But so far, what we've seen from Dusty Baker, his ability to work these guys into the lineup. Uh, Steven Drew gets his second straight start, one for two with a run scored and a walk. Uh, you've got Clint Robinson in there. He gets a three for four day. He's able to keep these guys. I should mention uh, Michael Taylor, three for five as well. He's able to get these guys in, get them enough at bats to keep them sharp. So when he puts them in there, there's not too much of a drop-off. I mean, it's definitely a lesser lineup when you get three of those guys in there, but they're still able to produce against an overmatched Phillies team. They knocked Aaron Nola out after just three and two-thirds today. I know. I keep wanting to make fun of Stephen Drew as being sort of a, a throw-in piece and not very good. And something like a third of all his hits this year have been home runs. So whatever Dusty is doing, uh, whether this is just the, the luck of having good people in these roster spots or it's due to either the, the, the confidence or the reps that they get with uh, the regular playing time that he scrounges up for them, it's, it's working. So kudos to Mr. Baker. He certainly uh, knows how to manage the lineup 
And uh, if you don't want to pile on Williams, I will. Certainly better than Williams did. Uh, and the, the, the whole Sunday lineup on Saturday thing surely worked out because it's, you know, in Philly it's Sunday lineup every day. Uh, so you might as well take advantage of that. Get uh, get get some reps against the 4A team and uh, build build some confidence and get some timing in there. Uh, it worked out pretty well today. Dave, uh, I had written in my notes early in the game, Ben Revere and Michael A. Taylor, one and two again, uh, not exactly getting on base a whole lot. I was feverishly crossing that out as the game went along, and they finished the game two for five for Revere, three for five for Taylor. Uh, both of them drove in a run as well. Uh, Revere has looked a little bit better recently. They still need to really get him going. Just a 205 average on the year. Uh, Taylor, three for five, up to 219 on the year. I was going to complain about uh, the way Dusty Baker set this up, but once again, proving he knows more than me, they come up big and uh, really kind of spark the offense there, both of them. As I mentioned, Clint Robinson, a three-hit game as well. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that uh, they combined for five hits, um, hitting one, two in the order, but didn't score a single run, that all the runs (laughs) came down to the bottom of the order. You didn't mention that they both drove in runs and Harper drove in a run, but um, but yeah, you know, the, it's good to see those guys getting going. I mean, it's important. It's important on, for this team that, that Ben Revere starts to hit. I mean, he's the guy that uh, um, that is the um, the best example of, of a leadoff hitter that they have on the roster. Um, not certainly not in the organization, but currently on the roster. Um, and, and his is mostly uh, hit generated. And, and for a guy who has, has historically hit around 300 uh, to be coming into um, the middle of June here with him at, at two of five certainly um, is not typical, and, and he needs to pick it up, and, and hopefully he's starting to. Um, but you know, all those all those whines and complaints and, and hair pulling and hand wringing um, and gnashing of teeth and beating of, of breasts about how bad this offense was, um, you know, the last two weeks, um, it's been pretty doggone good, and I think it's going to continue to get better as we get into the dog days days here. Um, the ball is going to start flying out of, out of Nats Park, and, and I think we're going to see even more offense from this team. Dog has another big game from Anthony Rendon as he continues his resurgence. Uh, made a great diving play at third in the top of the fifth inning. I'm sure you had a nice vantage point for that. It was also the kind of play he injured his knee on in uh, spring training last year. Missed a lot of time because of that, but no hesitancy to do that. Just a really great diving play to his left. Pops up quickly, makes a strong throw across the diamond, comes up to the plate, uh, two-run double in the bottom of the inning, 6 nothing at that point. He scores on a sack slide to make it 7 nothing. Really just nice to see Anthony Rendon doing everything we know he's capable of doing. Uh, I've mentioned hundreds of times probably that Mike Rizzo described him as a gold-glove caliber third baseman when they drafted him. He's showing signs of that, and... Rizzo's fond of saying he can roll out of bed and hit a double and really look nice at the plate today. Struck out twice, but he's looked really good in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, there, there's a little bit of shine on the glove today, certainly. Uh, I mean, the, the whole reason that, that we bought season tickets on the third base side of the field was because when, when we got our tickets when the park still opened, the only thing to see was Ryan Zimmerman. And, okay, and it's in the shade once it gets light enough. But now, uh, it, it, he's not quite at the point of being the second coming of, reckon, uh, of Ryan Zimmerman, but wow, a couple of plays like he had tonight, uh, diving far to his, his left, full extension, up, hard throw, right on line to first. That is, uh, 
Mrs. Doghouse agreed and, and unprompted said it was Zimmerman-esque. Uh, so with, the, with the, the, the bat heating up as well as the glove, uh, that can only mean good things for the Nats. Rizzo points ahead. <laughs> Dave, you like what you're seeing from Rendon at the plate recently? He struggled to get started here this year. I was starting to get a little worried about him. If I didn't know him better, I would have probably been a little more worried at what we saw at the start of the season. But he's really turned it on in the last couple of weeks. He's got off to a uh, – where is he now? 262 average after a one-for-four day today, two runs scored, just really swinging it well out there the last couple of weeks. And that side of the infield in particular, uh, Danny Espinosa was off today, but he's really taken off in the last couple of weeks too. But kind of more impressed by what Rendon's been able to do. Well, yeah, and you consider the – the way that he started the season off so slow. And, and it, it that was, you know, it was concerning, but he hasn't had enough of a track record that you had to figure um, at some point he was going to get hot. And if you would just want to, uh, um, you know, have fun with arbitrary endpoints, um, since the 1st of May, he's getting 276, 370, 493, which is more, which is more along the lines of what we expect him to do. I think, um, you know, and, and even more so lately, um, you know, he's had multi-hit games in like six of his last 12 games. So um, that is the Anthony Rendon that, that we expect, the Anthony Rendon that um, that is probably the most logical two-hitter on this team. Um, I think he'll probably end up getting back up there at some point. Um, but it, it seemed like uh, – and we'll go with the, with Dusty Baker's magic pixie dust again. It seems like when he switched uh, Worth and Rendon and spaces in the batting order that uh, that all, all ills were cured. So, um, you know, it, it's just it's good to see Anthony Rendon hitting the way Anthony Rendon should. And and the play today was the stupid side. Yeah, it was really impressive. Nice diving play there. Dog has uh they mentioned it a little bit on the Manson broadcast today. I, I don't know what to make any, much of it. Uh, Wilson Ramos hit that big home run to center last year. They even went so far as to show the replay today to see if he, he had kind of uh, enjoyed that one a little too much. He gets hit in the gut, uh, bottom of the second inning, hit by pitch. He ends up coming around to score in what was the big inning for the Nationals. They jumped out and scored four runs there. Tanner Roark takes the mound in the uh, top of the third inning, uh, hits Odubel Herrera in pretty much the same place. Uh, was getting a little testy out there with the Nationals and Phillies. It didn't go anywhere after that, but they definitely made a point of looking at that on the Madison broadcast today. Uh, well, you know, far be it for me to hint that the Madison broadcast goes searching for controversy where maybe there isn't any. But uh, <laughs> I, I did, I did notice, notice last night uh, that Ramos kind of seemed to admire that Titanic bomb that he hit and, and wasn't in any particular hurry to get around the bases. You know, he's not a fast runner to begin with, so, you know, his, his trot is more along the lines of a saunter uh, already. Um, it, it, there certainly wasn't anything in, in the crowd. You know, we, we weren't up there thinking, yeah, get him, get him back. So, I, I don't know. Uh, if, if this is a little bit of uh, policing within the game, fine. It, it wasn't blatant. Uh, it, it wasn't high. It wasn't at people's knees. Okay, yeah, it's it's been resolved. The players have dealt with it. I still don't approve that sort of thing, but yeah, yeah, nothing to it. I don't, I don't know. It was interesting. I thought nothing came of it. Uh, Dave, you weren't on the show last night, so I did want to get your take on what Steven Strasburg did 
improved to 10 and 0 with the win. Uh, also reached double digits in Ks, 10 Ks for the 28th time in his career. He passes Pedro Martinez on the list of a franchise all-time list for 10 plus strikeout games. Pedro had 27 in his time with the Montreal Expos. Uh, Strasburg also has a 13-game win streak going on, 13-start win streak, probably better phrasing for it, uh, tied with the Washington Senators starters Stan Kovaleski and big train Walter Johnson, who did it in 1925 and different stretches there. Uh, he also, ESPN Stats and Info noted, he's the first uh, pitcher to start the season 10-0 and since Astros reliever Juan Augusto, who did it in 1988, a 10-0 start, the first NL starter. He should, I shouldn't mention NL. National League is important in that because uh, Max Scherzer did it in the AL, but first NL starter to start 10-0 and since San Diego Padres Andy, Andy Hawkins in 1985. Uh, he went 11-0, and so Strasburg can tie that next time out if he wants, but if he is able to uh, uh, really, yeah, if he just wants to, he can do it. But really impressive start to the season by Strasburg here. He, I don't know if he's going to regret signing that deal because he got a nice deal from the Nationals. He gets to stay where he wants to, but he's really putting together a pretty impressive season here, uh, really off to a fantastic start. And discount wins all you want. 10-0 and 0 is still impressive. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's showing that he's getting his job done. And I thought yesterday in particular, um, you know, he wasn't particularly sharp his first couple of innings. Um, but then he does what a good veteran pitcher should do is buckle down and, and get through his seven innings, and that's exactly what he did, uh, keeping the Nats in the game and giving them a chance to beat up on uh, Jeremy Hellickson and, and, and win the game yesterday, and that's, and that's what they did. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's great to see Strasburg um, enjoying the success. I mean, he's he's completely healthy. He's in a groove. Um, ever since he came back from his second injury last year, uh, he's just been a, a different pitcher. And whether that's maturing um, a, as a person, whether it's just getting older and accumulating experience, um, you know, whether he's, um, you know, in a good place because of the contract, um, whatever it is, um, we knew he had the talent to be a consistently great starter, start after start after start. We've always seen glimpses of it. It's always been derailed by, you know, this injury or that injury or, or whatnot. But um, but I really think yesterday's game really speaks to how he's matured as a pitcher and as a person by able to, um, you know, compartmentalize those, those two early innings, say, you know, screw it, they're not going to get any more. I'm going to get through seven and I'm going to keep my team in this game. And that's what he did. And also, yeah, yeah. before we get too far, um, I'd like to say that, yeah, um, with the with the throwing of guys today, it's the old-fashioned, you know, hit me on the ass, hit you on the ass, and we're done with it. So that was good to see. And number two, I want to applaud Dusty Baker for not putting Felipe Rivero in the game today. <laughs> Felipe finally gets a break. Sammy Solis was a nice outing today. We should note that. He came on with a nice scoreless frame there. Blake trying and finished him off. Uh, 12 o'clock start today, Doghouse, because they had the Dream Gala uh, celebration tonight. Uh, they have a 4 o'clock start tomorrow, so everyone can recover in time. Uh, this is a yearly ritual where people on the Internet end up complaining when the Nationals lose that it's clearly tied to their having been partying the night before. Are, are we ready for a letdown in the series finale, or are you looking for a sweep tomorrow? Adam Morgan against well, Ross in the finale. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to be rooting for a sweep here, but you you got to point to a little bit of history in that the, the Nets tend to be a little bit rough the day after the gala. Um Maybe uh, maybe Dusty holding back some of the starters to let them, you know, uh, 
I don't know, hi- hydrate extra or get a little pre-nap so that they're not, they don't come out of this with too much of a deficit the next day. Uh, j- just remember, it's for the kids, okay? It's for the kids. <laughs> 405 start tomorrow. Ross versus Morgan, as I mentioned. That's take two from the Phillies. One more with them tomorrow, 38 and 24 in the year after the win. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. I'll talk to you guys a little later on a Sunday than we're used to tomorrow, but talk to you then. Go Nats.